0: Welcome listeners to the Pod About God.
1: This is the place where teens and young adults can discover more about their Catholic faith in a fun, casual
0: way. So get comfy, grab your favorite snack, and enjoy today's episode. We live in a society that thrives in connection. A big part of that is finding your other half. Studies show that nearly 8 in 10 13- to 35-year-olds want to get married. Are we afraid of
1: being single? Is it really that bad? Do we need another half to be considered whole? We will be discussing that topic today. Hi, everybody. Hey, welcome back. Hope everybody's doing great. Spring has arrived and it is just fantastic.
0: Yes. And we're in Easter, remember? So still Easter time. The church's
1: longest season. So don't forget to say Happy Easter to everyone, at least until the end
0: of May. Happy Easter. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So today we're so excited because we're going to talk about being single and most importantly, embracing being single and I want to just give a quick shout out to my girl Clarissa a good friend of mine who suggested this topic to us so if you want to suggest a topic if you want to uh, ask any questions or give us feedback go ahead and write to us through our email pot of God, at gmail.com and we will answer your questions and look at your topics and yours might be featured next time so let's get started Alright, so like we did last episode, and go ahead and watch it if you haven't, we like to start with a scripture or something that someone in our faith said um, that has to go along with our topic. So um, today we're going to look at 1 Corinthians 7 verses 32 to 34, which say this, I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried men or women is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to please the Lord. But the married man or woman is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife or her husband, and his or her interests are divided. What do you think about that, Virginia?
1: Well, I have several thoughts, and you probably knew I would. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Paul, and he always puts us on the spot because he tends to... Uh, talk about things that um, are relevant uh, really to everyone and uh, that uh, could bring about a a really good discussion. Um, You know, the the part about the unmarried man being anxious about the things of the Lord and the married man uh, being anxious about uh, pleasing his wife, his family, things of worldly goods. The comment I have to make is that um, that came to my mind. Well, if the single man or woman is concerned about God first, then maybe we would see more of the single people in mass or participating in their faith. Uh, however, uh, to put a disclaimer on that, uh not uh, everyone wears a little sign that says, hey, I'm single and I'm participating. And hey, I'm married and I'm still paying attention to God. I'm so, single uh, and ready to mingle. <laughs> yeah, oh, my gosh. Mass <laughs> would totally be a different thing, you know. We could have benches divided where we'd say married, families sit oh, here. No. Single and mingling sit over here. I'm Yikes. kidding. I'm kidding. We can't do that yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? We might. <laughs> who knows? Yeah.
1: But but Paul, you know, I don't know uh, if if Paul is, well, is right uh, to some, you know, to some extent. But I would think that married couples as a couple would put the things of the Lord first together as opposed to thinking about material things. And then, you know, God is the last thing we think about before Uh, You know, putting the groceries in the refrigerator, putting the baby to bed and uh, helping somebody with homework and all of that. I mean, uh, single people have their challenges too, don't
0: you think? I agree. And um, in a future episode, we're going to dive more into marriage. So if you're thinking about marriage or things like that, we will get to that. But today we're talking about singleness. And I think that Paul is right in the fact that when you're single i love when it says that if the person is married their interests are divided you're thinking about a lot of things you're thinking about your family you're thinking about your spouse you're thinking about all these other things whereas when you're single it's easy to be selfish which is also not a good thing but i feel like it can also be easier to focus on god to serve more to the community you have more time, arguably, again, this is my argument, <laughs> to to do that and I think a lot of people nowadays are just like, I don't want to be single and I have to be married by a certain age and all these different stuff and we want to talk about that today because it's an issue that I see every day.
1: Well, I think that um, everything that you said is correct. And I also, but, you know, well, no, I didn't say but, but I just did. However, I kind of think that when he says that the unmarried man is anxious, um, maybe he's saying that the unmarried man or woman is not being, is not accepting the fact that they're going through a period of their life being single and being comfortable with being single. If you're comfortable with being single, um, you don't have a, a lot of the the angst about, uh, well, where's your other half, and where is this, and where is that? You know, you feel per- perf- perfectly comfortable um, just doing the things of the Lord, doing the things that, uh, uh, bring you closer to him, which would involve, you know, a lot of the material things that, that married
0: people come up with. Yeah, I, I love how you brought that being comfortable, because um, sometimes we're not comfortable. Um, and if we're not comfortable with being single, then we're not going to be able to really see the treasure in that. I mean, God gives us different seasons of our lives and they all serve to experience different things. and I teach confirmation and in in my class we've talked about vocations and how sometimes it's hard to believe that <clears throat> some people by the way I'm, I'm gonna be coughing a lot because I I just cough all the time but anyways um, there's people that are not called to marriage and that's a beautiful thing and God has a life for them where they are single
1: and the life that he has for them um may or may not include the religious life or being a priest. so uh, yes. don't shut us off just yet okay because we're not we are not going to talk about holy orders or becoming a, a religious uh, in some shape way, or form. we're just saying that if you are called to the single single life, um, whether it is early in life or later in life being called to being single that um, just, Pray to the Lord and uh, be open to, to being a little more at ease with where He has you. Adrian, what are some of the concerns that you've heard uh, working with young adults?
0: Yeah, so I've, I've spoken with different uh, young adults, not only in a spiritual setting at church but also at work. And I think there's a big concern of being alone or not finding the right person um, and just being afraid of that because we're so used to thinking that which actually uh, stats also show that young people think that the end goal of any relationship that is prosperous is marriage. And so even though we're seeing things like cohabitating going on today, a lot of people still want to get married and that's something that they think that makes them better or that it's a sense of accomplishment or of status. And if you don't have that, there might be a stereotype there that you're not good enough for, uh, for, for someone, if you're at a certain age, what do you think about that? Cause I know we've talked about being alone and not being alone. And especially, you know, just so that people know, you know, we are both single. Um, so we know what it feels like to be in that life.
1: Well, um, I can well, definitely respond to a couple of things, but um, there she is with that preposition or whatever it's called. In um, wanting to, uh, with the young, you know, wanting to, to uh, pursue or are afraid that they are going to be alone for a long time being single. Well, you know, uh, first of all, there's a difference in being alone and happy and being lonely and unhappy. Two different, two different things. And um, there are people that are perfectly satisfied with living alone, being alone, being able to um, uh, pursue what they want to pursue when they want to pursue it. Uh, the other thing that um, that you said that in today's environment, it's almost, it is accepted that uh, couples live together, uh, not so much for the economic impact of it, but they live together before they decide to get married to see if they're compatible. And, um, And that brings that concern that, well, I, want to be with this particular person, for example, and um, I don't want to spend the time to really get to know him or her, if I were a man, okay? And uh, get to know this person uh, through uh, what used to be a a normal courtship, a normal uh, uh, developing the relationship, we're gonna live together to see if uh, the relationship is really gonna develop into what we would consider being a long-term relationship, and then we'll make the decision to get married. Um, That, well, you know, that is part of the social mores that have come about. Um, And um, also, you know, if you look at it from a religious perspective, uh, uh, we know that, Marriages or marriages outside of the sacrament of matrimony and um, living together without benefit of the sacrament of matrimony is, uh, for lack of a better explanation, I'm just gonna say is frowned on by the Catholic Church. Um, so I would say that um, developing the relationship without benefit of living together or without benefit of going into a marriage hastily is uh, one, taking the fun out of the relationship. Uh, I -hmm. talked to uh, a friend of mine who, um, they are both uh, at the uh, far end of uh, being single. They were well into their 30s. Uh, They did not live together. They went through all the marriage prep. And uh, one of the things that he said was that they were both so glad that they lived apart while they were developing the relationship, Uh, getting to know each other's families, you know, and all of that. But what it did for the marriage is at the beginning, it actually brought them closer. And he felt they were going to become closer every you know, every day of their marriage, because it gave them a chance to explore with each other their love of God, their love for each other, how they were going to move forward, accepting what God was going to bring in their lives together. So I kind of think that takes the um, the romance out of it, you know. <laughs> but getting but getting back to being single, I mean, uh, yes, we are both single and. Um, I'm perfectly happy being single. Uh, it's uh, you know, I uh, when I lived in Chicago, I made reservations one night for uh, <laughs> to go to a restaurant right around the corner from my apartment. Uh, I was very, very um, blessed that I could live where I lived in uh, in Chicago. And so when I went, to, you know, to the hostess and said hi, you know, uh, Rodriguez, and she goes, oh table for one and i said "Uh uh-huh and nothing wrong uh, with that i know (laughs) i mean you know i was i mean it was a good restaurant but uh on a saturday night a table for one doesn't get you the best seat in the restaurant in chicago that's the only thing i can tell you so uh but i didn't let it affect me i had a nice glass of wine had a nice glass of dinner had a nice little walk back to the apartment and really you know just had a had a great time and i didn't sure feel you know. like i was missing anything
0: yeah and i and I, I really like that was like feeling like you don't miss anything and mm-hmm. i think that there's nothing wrong that when you're single to have a desire to be with someone and that's something that's natural and it might even be speaking of Mm -hmm. your vocation that God wants you to be married but I think the problem is that when we are desperate um, and we go to different amends to get that. I mean we have shows today like The Bachelor and we see how people are so desperate where you see men and women fighting for one person. And to me, it's just like, really? Like, you're really going to go to that level. It's just, uh, um, and speaking more for myself, I used to, you know, I'm, you know, 21, almost 22 years old. And, you know, when I was 15 or 16, I really wanted to be with someone. And I felt bad when I was seeing people around me, um, dating. And now being almost 22, I mean, my brother is getting married next year. My cousin is engaged and I'm not mad about it at all because I'm focusing on me and and what God wants for me. And, And there's a beauty in that. Because when you're single, you truly get to discover yourself, who you are as a person and your identity in God and what God wants for you. Sometimes when you're dating, you're just focusing so much on the other person and so much if they're the right one that you kind of lose yourself and but when you're single you have the opportunity to explore that and to see your strength and your weaknesses to see the areas that you need to improve on and especially in your relationship with God when you're by yourself even if you're dating taking time to be by yourself is key because you get to reconsider things and with God you'll get to be even more intimate with him because the more you're intimate with him the more prosperous life you're going to have, the happier life you're going to have.
1: And, you you know, you are so right. And it shows. Um, God decides pretty much when and where the everything, every part of our lives. And if uh, we go about, you know, uh, embracing, again, we're going to probably say this word <laughs> a lot, but uh, embracing being single, you're allowing God to mold you and... Prepare you for whatever that next step in life is, and let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen: that when God wants to send someone your way who is going to be your future spouse, uh, He's going to do it in a way that is quite unexpected. It won't, you know, it it's not going to be perhaps in the places that you've been looking. It may not be in uh, the group of friends that you have been with, uh, so you just have to keep your eyes and ears open and focused on him. Um, and then, if you know, if marriage is something that he has planned for you, it it, it will happen. And when it yeah. does happen, it will happen in that unique way for the two of you
0: yes and you know who knows you might meet the person like a soap opera you know a telenovela you know you might have an a car accident and then oh there's the one or you know stuff like that i mean i'm just joking but it might you know um but the key is being being open but most importantly i think and this is kind of cliche because Mm -hmm. i know nowadays especially Young people, we're really trying to spread that movement, but of loving yourself and being comfortable with yourself. And my mother always told me, you know, you're the only person other than God that always will wake up with you, that sleeps with you. You're the person that you see in the mirror, and if you're not comfortable with yourself, your insecurities show, and it affects everything around you. And that's why we talk about embracing singleness. Singleness does not mean that you are lonely, that you are sad. You can have prosperous and positive relationships with people. You can have friends, you can have a positive career, um, and you can have a a strong relationship with God. It has nothing to do with being with someone to, to determine your happiness
1: exactly and 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 don't allow uh, the social mores don't uh, that dictate that one should be married by a certain age Uh, don't uh, allow uh, friends and families to uh, pressure you into uh, a relationship that you really don't know if it should go that way take your time um, be happy, because uh, the, the person that God has in mind for you, if he does, is going to be one that compliments you. Yes. That's going to um, complement you so much that the two of you together would be able to allow God to be a part of your life more than what he is now. I really, yes. really... I really, I really could. firmly believe that. We were uh, talking about this particular thing, and, and I said, well, one of the big quotes, unquotes, that goes around is that uh, you complete me. Now, granted, some of you were very, <laughs> very young when this movie took place. It was Jerry Maguire with Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger. Never seen it. Ever. And, uh, <laughs> and um, <laughs> Jerry Maguire was, uh, uh, I think it was a sports star, Representative, and he had just been fired, and Renee Zellweger quit because she was secretly in love with him, and she has this cute little boy that everybody was in love with. Well, Jerry Maguire, you know, felt that she was not his type. She, you know, he was uh, young, handsome, and he was going after the models and all of this, and Renee Zellweger really wasn't that. And um, so when she realized that he was using her because she had the smarts to be able to uh, help him in his business, and uh, she could handle all the the, uh, business end of the the bargain, but he fell in love with her little boy, and not to cut this, make this story just so long. Anyway, (laughs) when he was trying to convince her to come back to him, he said, you complete me. And yes, it is very romantic, and it sounds great, and it sounds wonderful. Um, It does not. Oh, okay. Well, I guess it depends how many glasses of wine you've had if no. you're watching it. But anyway, uh, uh, yes. uh, but you know, uh, your your future is determined by God, and that's all what we're saying. And to be comfortable yes. with where He has you right now, because that inner happiness is going to is, it's going to shine through, and that's a cliche too. So, oh dear. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to have to look for that movie somewhere because I need to, I just need to see that clip. Maybe I'll just look it up on YouTube. You complete me. Like, oh, you
1: you just, you just, well, you need to see the movie because Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. Easier to say than whatever is in it. And that's where he goes, show me the money. Show me the money. That's another. Oh, right. But, uh, (laughs) um, however i mean i i don't want the the whole context here to get lost in this movie but um you know just what we what we said before embrace being single um there are different groups and organizations that you can join that uh have other people young adults youth just like you and yeah. then just uh, be happy
0: absolutely and if you are a member of our parish if you go by the way those of you that are watching us we want to think that you know people are watching us internationally or nationally but if you're in our area if you go to our lady Guadalupe here in fort worth texas um we have ministries for youth and for young adults so really quickly just know that the youth group they meet on Thursdays. Um, And you can go to our website or ladyguadalupefw.org. You can go to the ministries tab and you'll find more information on the youth group and their main focus is to know, love and serve God. And that is ultimately our primary vocation, right? So they're amazing. So go ahead and check them out. And if you're 18 and older um, go ahead and look at our young adult group which is Mustard Seed. Um, I would be their person of contact so I like to think of myself as being cool so and approachable <laughs> but you can go ahead and go to our website as well in our Lady Um, go to the ministries, go to Mustard Seed um, and we love focusing on developing yourself from the ground up starting with um, knowing yourself and be, being a part of the community and planting that seed, nourishing it through formation and then bearing fruit and giving fruit to others and multiplying that.
1: What is the maximum age
0: for the young adults? So for the young adults is 35, 35 says, so yeah, it's aging to 35. And the big aspect of that is we want to make sure that you are single. But when we mean single, in this case, we're talking about not being married.
1: Ah, okay. Very good.
0: Yes. So, you know, go ahead and <laughs> reach out to us with your questions, with your topics, anything that might suit out to you. If you watch the movie after this episode, go ahead and, and let us know um, or whatever you want to talk to us about. Um, we want to hear from you. So we are so thankful once again for you joining us and we will see you on the next episode. We sure will. Bye, guys. Bye.
1: Thank you for joining us today on The Pod About God. Make sure to hit follow on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss any of our episodes.
0: You can also catch our episodes on our website, ourladyguadalupefw.org slash podaboutgod. See See you later. later.